Bom dia y buenos dias. This is Eco Village Library Podcast. This podcast explores all avenues of living life more fully, living for oneself, just living a better life, more fulfilling life. And here, particularly in this episode, is about beekeeping and living off of one acre. Here I've interviewed Mr. Martin Robinson, based out of Queensland, Australia, and he's been doing beekeeping for uh, quite a quite some time now, and growing his own food, and got pretty inspired to see what he was doing. So figured, you know, give him a call and and see what he's up to. So uh, it's a different format of this podcast, and I really enjoy talking with Martin, and I hope you guys enjoy listening to this. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Martin. Hey, Martin, thanks for giving me your time and uh, doing this podcast with me. So, uh, you know, I, I found you quite randomly. Um, you know, I was just really interested to see uh, what you were doing with, um, you know, beekeeping and just living off of one acre, uh, growing your own food. So I've just been curious to just ask you several questions. Um, yeah. So, you know, you've been growing a lot of your own food on one acre in Queensland um, near Brisbane. And... Um, yeah and beekeeping as well. So what made you decide to pursue this path? Um, I always liked growing my own food, like veggie gardening and that sort of thing. Um, got a little bit more serious about five years ago, but I found pollination of, of a lot of our stuff was was down. Like it would, you know, flowers would come out on some things and, and fruit wouldn't form or, or things mm. like that. So um, I decided to get bees. I, I decided to get one beehive and and within very short time i noticed you know one season i noticed our our crops you know were a lot better um better than they had been before because we've been here about 16 years um and and some of those fruit trees have been in quite a, quite a long time too um and and one hive has grown to 12 hives now and and like we're getting you know our, our fruit production is 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 a lot more in our vegetable anything that needs to be pollinated has has uh, boomed because of having the bees um compared to what it was a few years ago wow how how quickly did you um realize that that change through one growing season or yeah through through a growing season it, it sort of all of a sudden we just went wow like it, it you know some of the trees that that had had always had fruit on them were just laden with fruit we'd never seen anything like it it was it was a big difference to what what we had been seeing so you know we sort of you know realized quite quickly that that and, and seeing, seeing more bees in the yard which you know we, we weren't seeing we were seeing some but um you know seeing bees we we thought hang on we we, we are making a difference so yeah wow that's incredible <laughs> uh did you do you already know much about beekeeping and growing your own food before starting out? And what what have you relied on most as you started to get going? Uh, knew knew a bit about growing food. Um, obviously, uh, look, I I came from a like a family that you know grew veggie gardening and 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 gardening family just in general. So I'd picked up a lot of things from my parents and that. But beekeeping is was totally new. Um, I looked at little uh, native Australian bees that were stingless, um, and I looked at the European honeybee, um, and decided to go down the, the side of the, the honeybee because, um, that way I'd get the pollination plus 
I mean, I'd be able to harvest some honey um, and, and supplement, you know, the, some of the selling some of that honey would supplement some of the hobby costs mm-hmm. um, and, and which it has done. Uh, unfortunately, we're in a drought at the moment, which has been pretty bad. So, so honey production has been greatly reduced. Um, but, but yeah, like it, it has helped, you know, uh, bringing in some income from those beehives to help pay for, you know, more hives, more equipment, um, that sort of thing. So, do do a lot of people do uh, honeybees as well near you? Um, more and more people are getting into it as a backyard. It was it was certainly a, a diminishing uh, thing over the years sort of thing but i think people's are realizing the plight of the of the bees uh, as a declining thing uh, mm-hmm. and urban beekeeping in australia especially has been on a on a rise um on like small scale beekeeping a lot of the older beekeepers are unfortunately getting older and 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 it can be quite a heavy and arduous you know there's a lot of lifting and that involved in in a lot of beekeeping yeah um so i a lot of younger people are starting to take it up and, and, and apparently like when you read the statistics in, in Australia, especially urban beekeeping is on the rise, which is good. Wow. Yeah. I've just recently got really into this. And, and so like, I, I have no background myself. And so, so somebody like me who has nothing, you know, about bees or making honey, could you explain a little bit about how the process is like and, and what it takes to, to carry it out? In making honey um, and caring for bees, it, it's it's fairly easy when it comes to a pet because there's no, there's essentially there's not really any feeding and that involved. It's not like you to feed each night and that's the thing. Um, unfortunately, with the drought here at the moment, we we have had to feed the bees a little bit, but um, that's in, in most cases um, they look after themselves um, and and you just do you've got to do regular hive inspections. So obviously more more regularly during the growing seasons um, because that's when they're bringing in more pollen and nectar and that sort of thing. Um, and it, it's a relatively easy hobby other than it, it can be a little bit painful at times when you get stung. <laughs> um, you know, and that, that happens plenty of times. Um, my, my kids, I've got, I've got two young kids and they say this is the most dangerous yard in Australia. Um, so I think I have nine beehives in our yard at the moment. Um, the rest of them are at my parents' place. Um, but you know, with nine beehives on one acre, um, there's a lot of bees. So um, it it is quite an easy hobby to get into. It other than it can be costly when it comes to uh, equipment costs. Mm. Uh, it but buying things progressively as you need them over time. But once you've got what you need, um, it, it's pretty much you don't. It's not something that's an ongoing cost as such. And and also different hive there's there's different hives out there that that require different amounts of equipment um i have a hive called a top bar beehive which or some people know it as a kenyan top bar beehive which originated in africa which is still your honeybees but it requires a lot less equipment to harvest the honey from Mm. Uh, so you know the costs are, are are a lot less to to be doing that as a home beekeeper um so you know that's something the listeners might might want to look at is and that's a yeah a top bar beehive have a research on that one and what's what takes up the majority of the cost is it just the uh the hive itself like the wood infrastructure of the hive or 
building the hive, look, the, the equipment's relatively cheap from, you know, you can buy most of the stuff from beekeeping supply places. Um, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's relatively cheap. It, it, it does add up. Um, the bee nucleus itself to buy a package of bees can, can vary. I'm not sure how much. Like in, in Australia, they can vary from $150 to $200 for a package of, that's a queen bee with, say, 10,000 workers. And you install that into a into a hive. Um, so building the hive isn't necessarily that it's expensive. It's once you if you've got a, a, a traditional Langstroth beehive, it's the extractor and those sort of things to extract the honey once you once you pull the frames out. Mm. Um, but again, then again, there is cheaper ways to do it. There is there's people can scrape the honey off. There's you know you don't have to buy the fancy equipment to do it. You can you can really keep it as basic as you want it to be um, because the honey still tastes the same. So, if, if I were to go real basic and as cheap as possible, how much would you say that would be? Like, let's say my first time, like first year doing it, going with like one beehive, how much money would you say that I would expect to spend well, doing the cheapest as possible? It, it, what it, oh, like it, uh, The cost of a hive, say, um, say if you bought a ready hive, um, I'm I like in Australia. I've bought hives for say just under three hundred dollars for a hive with bees. Um, so that's a complete hive with bees. Um, and essentially, you could get away with just a bucket and a spatula. Uh, be enough to harvest your honey because you could scrape the scrape the honey off the off thing into the bucket. So really, the cost of the hive would be the only thing you'd need, other than like a, a clean food grade bucket um, and a, and a spatula, you you could probably get away with harvesting your honey that way, and maybe a strainer um, to strain out any like in, any impurities in there. But uh, so, so the cost could be you know as little as say I'd say under five hundred dollars easily. Okay, and, and yeah. do you um, do you wear a suit yourself and a mask? You know, you know, yeah. typical. Oh, do you? Okay. Have yes, you ever I tried? Do. Have you ever tried without it? Yes, I have. <laughs> uh, and how was that? Um, there's times where you think the bees are, are very placid, and there's times where they they are, and there's times I've got away with not having as much equipment on, and then there's other times where you learn very very quickly to put that suit back on, <laughs> um, and and because you know, so that, like I get sting stung on the hands and and that sort of thing quite regularly and it, it doesn't bother me anymore but stings to the face that that does mm. I, I don't like that at all um and it can be quite painful and and you know swelling in that um so you you can get away with a relatively cheap veil and and hat um and a pair of gloves and so you're just wearing long pants long shirt uh, a pair of good gloves that, that go up your arms uh, and, a, and a veil is is all the equipment you basically need. So you don't need a full suit in that. Um, uh, you know that that's to reduce costs. You can you can go a lot cheaper that way too. Yeah. Okay. And and, and with um, once you started to um, beekeeping um, on your one acre, have your neighbours noticed their um, their production increase as well? Yeah, so I've I've spoken to there's a few of the neighbours that have got you know citrus trees and that sort of thing because we're all on acreage lots around here, uh, and and they've mentioned we we had a street Christmas party for Christmas um, 
you know, a few weeks ago, and and you know they were mentioning that you know that the, the, their citrus trees are, are doing better than they ever had, you know, because they know I've got bees. I've I've given I give honey to the to the neighbours and that mm-hmm. um, to keep on keep on good terms with them because um, you know there's times where you know I'm sure they get stung by my bees and um, and and they or their bees my bees land in their pool or something, you know, so. Um, but they yes, they have noticed that that there's an increase in their yields on their trees. Wow! And, and when you um, install, you know, the queen bee um, and all that, how how is that? How is that like? Oh, it's it's fantastic to see. Like it's the way you and you and you know, if you install a package of bees that's already accepted the queen, um, watching them follow the queen into the hive because they she sends out a pheromone. Uh, and those bees do what that queen, you know, that that's that is their queen. Um, if you if you do it the other way, like I've I've introduced a new queen to a hive, um, that that I'm replacing a queen or something, and watching them accept that queen, you know, from one minute you put the the queen that's in a little cage, you put her on the hive. One minute there's one or two bees on top of that little cage, then you know five minutes later there's there's probably Five thousand bees, you know. All of a sudden, she she just uh-huh. they know that she's there, um, and watching that, it's like a transformation in front of you. It's it, they're an amazing creature. Wow. Yeah. And um, what what kind of foods do you grow? Um, I mean, I, I grow uh, leafy vegetables, which leafy vegetables don't require uh, pollination um, to do, but. But I mean, I'll go your, your cucumbers, your zucchinis, uh, watermelons, pumpkins, tomatoes. Um, it, obviously, everything's very seasonal, what we grow. Um, we have very hot summers here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, it's today it's about 31 degrees Celsius, so I'm not sure what that is in Fahrenheit, but but it's, it's quite a warm day in the sun. Um, so we can't grow as much... Uh, leafy stuff in summertime we can anymore um, so we've got to change what we grow um, but yeah like we, we try and grow as much seasonal produce as we can um, to you know what what our climate allows us to yeah and uh, with your um, water source do you get that um, from uh, rainwater or from a distributed system or how is uh, that like? At, at the moment, we're on town water. Uh, we did have a, a twenty-two and a half thousand liter water tank, which was which is about five thousand gallons, um, which which I've just sold. It was actually too tall for behind my shed, um, <laughs> so I've just had to sell that tank, uh, which I, I'm, I'm in the process of looking at, at a, a small squat tank because um, I just couldn't get the water into that tank sufficiently um so so yeah i've sold that so at the moment we're relying on on mains pressure water um from the town but um which which is a, at, a, at a cost mm-hmm. um and, and with a drought at the moment it's you know those costs add up a bit um so yeah once we get back onto tank water and and you know that's that will greatly you know won't feel as guilty using so much water to keep the gardens alive yeah, I was just going to ask with the well, yeah with the drought. Um, so you you saw water prices increase as it's gotten worse. Yes, yeah, we we have, and and the amount 
Like at the moment with my fruit trees, I'm putting enough water on them to keep them alive rather than um, keep them holding their fruit. A lot of them have dropped their fruit. Um, it's a matter of trying to keep those trees alive enough that they can pull through the drought um, so that I don't have to dig those trees up and, and restart from afresh. You know, some of those trees have been in 12 or 13 years. Um, I don't want to go back to the start with them. So it's just enough. I'm trying to use enough water to, to get by uh, without, you know, we because we have seen a lot of established trees around, you know, um, dying because there's no groundwater at the moment. Oh, wow. And I know you've mentioned uh, when we first talked about fires and not, not reaching your area, but pretty close. We've, yeah, we've had, uh, Queenslanders had, had fires to the north of us um, and, and to the west of us um, probably probably a month or two ago. Um, at the moment, you know, we, we're pretty good around here. We've, we've been, we haven't had fires in this area for probably, uh, probably close to 25 years, which, you know, is a blessing. Uh, but but down south of Australia, like the southern parts, it's it's horrendous at the moment. So yeah. we we just, you know hoping and praying that it doesn't you know come around us because we've got essentially bushland and farmland right beside our property. So um, I you know I'm looking at eighty meters away and we've got bushland. So it's sort of it it is a it's a scary thought. Yeah. And, and what other ways are uh, like you yourself and. And your neighbors um, doing to prepare or become more resilient in, in face of the fires and drought. Our our properties are all tidy, like as in um, you know our, our grass is kept short and that sort of thing, so it, it can reduce the, the how quickly it can be spread. Um, and that's probably the biggest thing because a lot of the grass is, is brown, um, so unfortunately we can't water the grass. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we you know as a family we've got you know, essential things like our passports and, and those sort of things in a, in a handy spot that if we did have to get out, we, we would grab those essential things and, yeah. and grab the pets and go sort of thing. So um, we've, we've spoke, we, I suppose we haven't got a plan as such, but we've, we've have spoken about uh, what we would do. So um, depending on, on which way the fire was, which way we'd go and that sort of thing. So, yeah. And um, what, and going back to like beekeeping, what percentage of the food that you grow would you say depends on those bees for uh, pollination? If you had to put probably, a number to it, probably about seventy percent wow. um, of what we grow, because uh, like a, all your fruits and that sort of thing require pollination, um, and 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 a lot of the vegetables do, especially the summer vegetables do. When it comes to winter time, a lot of the leafy stuff it doesn't need as much. Uh, it doesn't need the pollination as, as such um, to to get the get the vegetable. If we wanted to save the seed, well, then yes, it does need the pollination. Um, so yeah, to to produce the food in that case, the leafy vegetables, yeah, it doesn't need the pollination. But if if we wanted to go the further step of of renewing our seed, um, then yes, we require pollination. Interesting. Um and. And now, is there? Would you say is there anything that you would have wished you've known since embarking on this path? It's it's a continual learning curve. Like, um, there's always been things that, like, I've just started up a hydroponic setup. Um, oh, nice! And just, uh, well, I think we got forty eight uh, plants in the in the hydroponic setup, and 
And for the first time ever, we've been able to grow lettuce and that in summertime here. Like I, I try every year, I try to grow it in the shade of other vegetables and that sort of thing. And, and it struggles because of the heat and I have to pump so much water into that to keep it going. Um, and, and embarking on the hydroponics, it's things are just flourishing and we're, re, we're just recirculating that water through the system. We've, we've got a reservoir in it. Um, I just like it's something I've learnt, you know, within and then within a month and just gone, wow, I wish I knew this earlier, <laughs> you know. So it's, it's, yeah, there's, there's not like one thing I can think of that I wish I knew. It's, there's always things I'm learning, you know, um, and it, it's, I believe you, you need to always keep an open mind and whether it be beekeeping or vegetable gardening, there's always another way of doing it. Um, and and listen to people's you know views and that sort of thing um and don't ever believe that your way is the only way yeah mm -hmm. and, and you said you've you've relied upon mentors and and books and what, what would you say that you've gotten the most help from um i mean the internet is, is a great source yeah. because because you can think of something and go shivers you know you might have see something your bees are doing something so you you punch that into Google or whichever search engine you're doing and go, hang on, that's not a problem. That's what they're doing is normal. Um, that's this process or, or you know, books and that sort of thing as well. Like it's because sometimes you don't have a mentor to ask the question to. They're not, um, there's, I've got, you know, people I know that are in bee, into beekeeping, but um, you can you can ask those questions and that sort of thing. But sometimes if you, well, I mean, the internet is is probably probably I'll, ha I'll I'll have to say that's probably the source I use most. But obviously, I've learned you don't believe everything you read off the internet. You've you've got to do your your own research and and use your own common sense. Yeah, yeah. And, and with your uh, hydroponics too, do you, do you have fish in that? No, it's not not an aquaponics. We've just we've gone just hydroponics. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we have a nutrient in in the sixty liter reservoir. Um, and it, and a pump in there, just, it's just a pond pump. Um, and, and to be honest, we, we didn't know really, like we, we knew a, like how it worked. My wife's a science teacher. So we, we knew the, the, you know, she knew the science behind it and that sort of thing. But, um, we had to experiment with a couple of different ways of, of the flowing of the, like how the, how the system flowed and drained and that. And it's on a timer. It runs for 10 minutes every hour. Uh, during the day and it doesn't run at night um, and we found that at first the way we had the the inflow and the outflow it was overflowing it was filling the channels too quickly so we had to put in taps at either end so the inflow is slightly slower than the outflow um, and and that was a cost that added up because we had the, the original system we built we had to modify it so mm. Um, if we were able to see someone else's system and talk to them, it probably would have cost us a little bit less. So yeah, um, certainly you know if if someone can find someone with something and talk to more people, you know sometimes it can reduce their costs in that respect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And generally, is uh, setting up a hydroponic system um, on the cheaper end or expensive end, or what would you say? Uh we found it fairly cheap and because and, we had looked at kits 
on online and because we could we could buy a kit, but we went and bought it. Everything we needed, we bought from our local hardware store, um, and it's it's probably cost us uh, probably about four hundred dollars, um, and that's and that we we can fit forty eight plants in in that system we've got at the moment with um, with room to expand that with more channels. We've we've built the cha- the system that we can easily add more on, and, and adding more on that cost is going to be very very small mm-hmm. because the the initial setup was the pump and that sort of thing, which was the major cost. And do you um, have a long term vision for your project? Um, no, just being able to grow consistently all year round. Whereas at the moment we were really only able to grow in our our cooler times. Uh, because we're living in such a hot climate, um, we our, our hot like our summertime, our growing was was greatly reduced because of that. It was too hot, um, so we just been able, we're happy to be able to extend that growing season basically all year round. Man, well, I'm definitely inspired by listening to you. <laughs> that that's about the questions I've Thank got. You. I don't know if there's yeah. anything else you'd like to add. No, 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 I'm good. Thank you. Okay. Uh, and where can listeners go to learn more about uh, what you're up to? I've I've got a Instagram page. Uh, my username is on uh, underscore one underscore acre. Um, and I basically um, put things up about the projects that I'm doing around the yard, about beekeeping, um, about vegetable gardening. Um, and just, just our general life. Like, you know, we went, we climbed a mountain yesterday, just, um, I've just recently bought a drone, so I have a bit of drone footage of, of local <laughs> Nice. Have, having, uh, and that's the thing, so yeah. All right. I'm sharing what I, I do with, with users, and plus users have, like, you know, um, out there as well, because I learn things as, as I pass on knowledge that I've got, but I, I also get um, knowledge from them, you know, and and ask questions and answer questions and that sort of thing. Well, hey, Martin, thanks a lot for uh, for this conversation. No worries. Thank you very much for your time, Christopher. Yeah, thank you. We'll do. I have to do this again sometime. Definitely, definitely. All right. Well, you have All a good right. one. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye bye. There you have it, folks. Please go follow Martin, see what he's up to. And also don't forget to um, reach out and send an email. And if, if you have a project going on, if you got something cool, um, hit me up at ecovillagelibrary at gmail.com. Introduce yourself and um, you know maybe we'll get you on the show. Anywho, have a great, fantastic day, week, month, year, and life. Ciao, ciao. Until next time.